All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Is my sound okay and everything? Yeah. Everything sounds like it's coming in cool. Good. Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's let's get get hammered. All right, what's going on, people? This is Point Hammered. Fucking hungover day. <laughs> I'm, I'm off my game, buddy. I got a guest here with me today. Domus, the name everybody fucking knows, no doubt. What's up, Johnny? Not too much, man. Just wishing my head would quit hurting as bad as it does. How <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>, that goes. <laughs> One too many PBRs. So, oh, yeah. It was glorious. It was this awesome hot rod event last night. Oh. So I was out there pretty much all day. And, Badass. You took your car? Yeah. One of the few times of the year I get it out of the garage. But uh, today we're going to talk about lizard men. Being that Domus fucking knows a little bit about lizard men. <laughs> Not a lot about the new lizards yet, but the old lizards, yes. Yeah, so we'll talk about the book. We'll talk about the changes between the books. And then just maybe a little bit of what could be good. We'll get some ideas here. Yeah, I was going to try to play a game yesterday, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking played. I don't. I think I only ever play at tournaments now. I haven't played since Raj Podge. That's why I'm going to try and go down to that Pure Hammer so I can get in some decent practice games against some bros. There you go. Okay, so fucking A, man. Were you fucking happy to see a new book come out or what? Oh, dude, I was so excited and so hopeful. <laughs> man, I was, I was. I was ready. You know, I haven't... I've been playing Wood Elves and I've been playing Lizards and I'm starting to dabble now with yeah. the Ogres. So something new was looking awesome for me. You know, I, I've got yeah. like 6,000 plus points of Lizards already painted so it's a cool (laughs) new toys i can just you know i don't really have to paint anything i can just play with a new book yeah and then i got the book (laughs) and then i i gotta say it broke my soul a little bit just Uh just because there's not anything it's not that it's terrible it's just not new you know it's it's more of the same yeah with a couple big dribblies tossed in the mix yeah there's there's some tweaks and there's some modifications there's a new spell lore but you know i just i've been playing lizard since like 04 2005 or something and it's just it's more of the same so yeah it should make it a little bit fresh but i see your point like all the main shit really stayed the same let's talk about the army special rules then so cold-blooded stayed the same yep. <laughs> yeah it, it, so, it actually they, they tweaked the wording a little bit to go better with all the items now like the vampires have stuff that makes you add dice so the, sure. the way it's worded now just fits better within the current rule set. Okay. You know, that's always been solid, so that's what makes those little bastards work. Well, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, so they added Predatory Fighter. So this is where when any model with Predatory Fighter attacks, if you roll a six to hit, then you get immediately get another attack. Well, that seems like it could be pretty decent because the Saurus get it and the Croxagore get it, and they're dishing out a fair amount of attacks. That's right. And if that's all it said, it would be amazing. But <laughs> yeah. as you go down... It's got this little nice little sidebar that uh, <laughs> that you can only restrain pursuit if you've got a skink priest or skink chief within six <laughs> inches of the unit. 
Wow. <laughs> so, so it's like hatred of seventh edition. If if you don't have a babysitter close by, uh, you're gonna get pulled all over the place. Oh yeah, that sucks, dude. Yeah, so you know, scar vets typically like to operate alone. You know, put them on a mountain and go solo and clean everything up. And you know, now they can get pulled around a little bit by somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, for the most part, you babysit your big blocks, and it won't be an issue. But there's smart players are out there. They're gonna death snipe those little skinks. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna get gross. Yeah, you have to. All your Soros characters would be followed around by skinks with the cloak of feathers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things that won't happen a lot, but when it does, you'll be really upset. <laughs> yeah. I suspect that's one of those rules that'll probably be forgotten a lot. So if you're playing against Lizardmen, make sure you keep those fuckers honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they also have Aquatic, which is just, uh, Mar- it says Marsh Strider, River Strider, and uh, minus one to hit if they're in Marsha River. I think that was the same as before, right? Well, a little different. Lizards keep their rank bonus in a river, and nobody else uh, does. Okay. So that that oh yeah, that's solid. That change, and they can be steadfast in a march or river. So sure. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. At least it gives them that. It's fluffy. Weapons of Lustriol. <laughs> I don't think anything changed there. We got the blowpipe and the javelin still. Nope. That's, that's uh, all the same. what it is. I, I was kind of yeah. hoping that the blowpipe would get quick to fire, just because in the rule book, in the quick to fire <laughs> flavor text, it talks about the blowpipes of Lustriol. <laughs> 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 Turns out, though, no. his bros can't get on the same page. So. It, it would have been very nice. Had, I mean, that would have made him real powerful, but so it's probably best. Yeah. Well, still, they're going to fucking work it into the fluff. You know? <laughs> Do you want to talk about the special characters at all? If you have good notes and something to say about them, yeah. Let's talk about two. The rest, okay. the rest kind of bite wind. Uh, yeah. There's okay. two that are really notable to me. Uh, the first one is Lord Croak. Okay. He comes in at 400 points. He is a level 4 slan, and he's full of all kinds of evil. <laughs> he's basically got built-in Throne of Vines, so he'll ignore miscasts on a 2+. Um, that sucks. <laughs> uh, it, if he ignores the miscasts, he takes a hit and loses some dice. But Okay, so it ain't free. Yeah, but big deal. <laughs> you know? Right, versus losing your fucking general. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, uh, if he joins Temple Guard, they become unbreakable, which is very nice. Uh, you can never reduce his wizard level less than one. <laughs> so if he's miscasting, he's always a one. He's got a three-up ward save. Um, he's got a magic item, Golden Death Mask, that basically gives him the mark of Nurgle, minus one to hit and shooting or close combat, and that's him and his unit. Holy shit, that's pretty awesome there. Totally awesome, but... Uh, his, he's only got one spell, so like all the other slan, he doesn't pick the spell. He's got one spell called the Deliverance of Itza, and it's on a 10+, plus, but it's got two boosts. Mm. So the 10+, plus version is 12 inches, 2d6, strength 4, to every unit within 12 inches. Fucking hell. <laughs> and then if you're a demon or undead, um, you take 3d6. Oh, man. And so then you can boost it to 18 inches on a 18+, plus and 24 inches on 24+. plus. So really pretty badass but i mean all your magic versatility is gone because all you can do is this kind of direct damage stuff but and you have to be relatively close to start doing it but if you're sitting in a block of unbreakable temple guard i feel like you could accomplish that yeah well the the spell you can also cast a spell as many times as you have dice in the magic phase oh fucking hell (laughs) and then when you factor that in with the the skink priests have a special rule that they've always had it's called vassal that the slant cast through them it used to only be magic missiles but now it's magic missiles and direct damage so you send a 65 point skink priest up and you've added 12 inches to your range 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you just sacrifice that little dude and you start, you know, blowing up everybody within 24-inch range. Man, that's that's a lot of models. Yeah, that gets painful really fast. Yeah. So, I mean, you're just encouraging everybody to go Operation Grill there. Totally. Well, you, just, you put skink speed, as many skink speed bumps in the way as you can. <laughs> so you can just blast them before they get to you. I can see that working pretty well, but it seems like, I mean, even if they get to you and you got enough Temple Guard around you, you just got to last to the end of the game. That's <laughs> it. And, and Skink Priests now get beasts, so they can make Temple Guard really, really good with wild forms. Yeah. Does that spell, what was that, the deliverance of Itza? Does that affect units that are engaged? Not at units in close combat. So that's right. It's Vortexes. It's that stupid purple sun. I always get cast on me in combat. <laughs> you mean that awesome purple sun? <laughs> when, when you're ogres, it's completely stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've done that enough times, and I'll be feeling the wrath of it. I'm sure it it hurts really bad. So have a couple of, so, have a couple games and eat a couple suns just to get it out of the way. Okay, that's hopefully that's not how my North Star goes this year. After all this effort painting, yeah. fucking purple sun off twice. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, dude! Bad news. One of these other uh, special characters we were going to talk about here. Well, um, honorable mention, real quick. Krakgar got a little interesting just because his Carnosaur gets his five up war. But other than that, he's not real exciting, and he's 520. The, the other one I really like is Gorok, who's one of the heroes. And he's a Saurus hero, and what I like about him, he's a little expensive. He's 185, and compared to a Scarvet that's pricey, but he's toughness six. Uh, oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> toughness six is just completely awesome. And then he's got a special rule that makes him immune to, basically immune to multiple wounds and killing blows. He he ignores them on a two plus. Yeah, that's pretty solid, except he's only got two wounds anyway, so it's not... Yeah, that's right. But with all, there, there's heal spells available too. So depending on the list, you know, if he takes a wound, you could potentially heal him right back up. Sure. Okay. Um, his predatory fighter works on a five or six, and then his magic armor gives him plus two armor save, so he's a two plus. But anybody in base contact with him has to take a dangerous terrain test on a minus one penalty. (laughs) 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 That's pretty cool. This seems like a tank, then. Totally. Yeah, totally. And you're right, he only has two wounds, but toughness six really kind of, against the right units, really evens that out. Sucks against anything with poison, but other than that, it should be pretty decent. And he's stubborn, so, I mean, you literally could put him in front and tie up a whole... You know, soft hit and block of infantry all day long. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> just and you could just challenge fuckers out to minimize the attacks because with only two wounds, if they throw a fucking probably six attacks around or something like that, so you, you probably survive a few rounds. But yeah, T six. One hundred eighty five points is an expensive speed bump. I mean, yeah, it is. T six six plus. Yeah, I probably wouldn't take him except for bigger games. But he just he just when I was looking through, he looked cool as far as special characters go. Sure. So those are the okay. those are the two I liked. I actually built a three K list with Croak in it for Screw City just trying to pick out oh, a list God. don't pull that oh, shit oh dude bro. he is so good <laughs> sounds really good yeah <laughs> based on what you're saying there I don't I don't feel like facing that because there goes my whole army bounced <laughs> off the table <laughs> and then uh, with tournament re-rolls you fucking even if you do end up taking a miscast you fucking re-roll that shit and then yeah the the other thing that Croak had that was really cool is you can never if you steal his spell he gets it right back and you forget it and he can never lose his spell so you, it's not like you can take his spell away from him in any way shape or form 
So he's always going to be useful as a magic user. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking solid. So so he was 400 points. Where does he stack up? Let's talk about the Slan Mage Priest himself. Um, so 300 points is where they start. That's right. So they went up 25 points. Um, and the big reason that that happened, I think, is that the UK bros are all about two slans, uh, like the 2,400 <laughs> points, and that makes it just about impossible because they don't get any toys. Okay. What's he got? What is telepathic confabulation? Is that where he can cast through? skinks no no the 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 skinks have the rule that let them do that that is that if you have actually two slams on the table yeah. they can swap a phase they can swap a spell once per magic phase uh. a, a, a high magic slon and like a, a life slon but you need you know one of the buffs closer for range you can swap the spell uh, and it, they don't have to be close to each other or anything like that. So it's really going to come into play only ever in the bigger games when somebody has two slams. Right. Well, that's a pretty cool fluff thing, too, though. Yeah. I like the thought of that. Pretty badass. So this guy starts as a level four, so at least you don't got to dick around and give him that fourth level. And, and he gets any of the lures out of the Big Red Book or High Magic yep. now. And now is this high magic lore? Let's fucking jump into that real quick. Is that the same as the high elf, the new high elf lore? The spells are all the same, but the, the uh, lore attribute changed. And and the lore attribute, talking about the book as it was, you know, as the rumors were coming out, this had me really, really excited. And it's, it's really the only thing I'm super excited about about the new lizards. And what this does is it lets him, after he casts a spell, he can drop that spell and forget it. And then he can go basically take a random roll on any of the other lords. And he could potentially even get that spell back. So right. so that the, the really cool tricks are, you know, you always see those bros with the two up. Like the Demon Princes have those two plus wards versus flaming attacks. So there's a spell in there that lets you destroy a random magic item. If you get it, you can drop that spell, go get Burning Gaze, and now you start blasting the bro with flaming burning attacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome versatility there, too. So Drain Magic's pretty solid. That's where you end all remains in play and all augments and hexes that are in play on the table. That's fucking... I don't like the thought of that because that's one of the ways my army works. Wild forming. Yeah, wild forms and fucking just just scary. I, I love it because I you know I've run into McClure's beastmen and they've you know they're sitting there with triple wild form cast on a unit. And let me tell you, that unit does not move once it's got three wild forms on it. You're fucking throwing six dice at drain magic just trying to fucking get rid of that shit. It's hilarious. So, um, so it's really see. useful. You know, I I don't know I don't know if high, I haven't played against the new high elves yet, so I haven't seen it in play. Yeah, nor I. But I would assume, well, you I mean, if you take a level four, you only got four spells, so you would have to consider whether you want that spell even, you know. Well, you can, you can get a lore master as a slon. Um, oh, okay. So you can get, there's eight, because this lore has two signatures. The other signature is Soul's Quench, which is uh, 2d6 strength four hits, and it's got an 18-inch range, and you can boost that to 46 strength four hits. Wow, on a 16 for the boosted. That's pretty badass for a signature spell, dude. Yes, it really is cool. <laughs> <laughs> like 46 strength 4 fuck crazy so, so yeah I mean the, the the lizard magic has kind of turned into more of a direct damage than it ever was before because uh, I always rocked light magic so I was always support city right well, I mean, it's a little unfortunate because I think the Saurus do need a bit of a fucking bump to make anything real happen. It's, com but... it's coming. We're just not there yet. Okay. <laughs> so, see, Apotheosis is uh, the number one spell. It's an augment, the range of 18 inches, targets a single model, 
And that model immediately regains a wound. D3 on the... Oh, yeah, you could boost it to D3, right? On a 10... So it's 5 up for the single, uh, 10 up for the boosted. Okay. Ah, that's fucking decent. You know, you got your slant running around. Although when that dude starts taking wounds, you got fucking bigger <laughs> problems. But. Well, and it, well, but you can heal stags. I mean, you know, if in a monster build where there's a lot of big monsters, D3 wounds becomes a really nice deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Because my army, for instance, has a lot of trouble taking wounds off things that are tough like that. So if you can fucking heal it back, you're just fucking up my whole plan here. And, and it's nice because it's a heal spell in an in a otherwise flexible lore, so you don't have to worry about lore life. I mean, it's just, it, it's very nice that's sitting right there. Yeah, I agree. That's that's solid. And then you get fear. If, if you've been healed, you cause fear. Not a huge deal, but... But could fucking come in handy. So, uh, let's see. What do we got? Hand of Glory is the number two spell. It's an augment with a range of 18 inches. Target unit's weapon skill, ballistic skill, initiative, or movement is increased by D3, and you can boost it on a 10 plus to affect all of those by a D3. So that's kind of an opposite miasma, right? Yes, yes. Which is fucking awesome. That that right there is what the Saurus really needs. Absolutely. And movement 7 Saurus, I mean, it, it fixes their initiative and their movement. Uh, and their weapon skill, which are all three letdowns of the source. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the fucking solution, and that's fucking badass there, you know, that cast on a 5-plus for just one of those, so if you're already engaged in combat, then, you know, 5-plus to fucking give them something badass. That's that's super good, yeah, I like the idea of that a lot. Yeah, and you can protect yourself against a purple sun, you know, if you see purple yep. suns coming, uh, that... <laughs> Sorcerer <laughs> or initiative one, so that's huge. Right. Yeah, I've made good use of that in the past. Yes, yes, I know, John. Let's not discuss it. That's <laughs> still a sore spot for you, buddy. <laughs> Stupid purple sun. Uh, my my right. slam passed that test, though. I'm going to own that forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too bad you're stagnant. No, I <laughs> they never do. <laughs> They fixed that. Despite the skink. They fixed that, though. They will now. Yeah, there you go. All right, what do we got? Walk Between Worlds. This one I was fucking reading, like, holy shit, man, that could be pretty badass. It's so it, such it's a, a good spell. Yeah, it's cast on an 8-up, and then targets a single unengaged unit, friendly unit, within 24. It's an augment. And then the target gains ethereal until the end of the phase and can immediately move up to 10 inches as if it were the remaining move subphase. And then you can boost it and they can move up to 20 inches, and that's on a 16 plus. So you just fucking essentially take a unit and move them 20 inches. <laughs> because they, and when they're ethereal, they can go through terrain and go through anything like that. So Yeah, just move them through the building and all of a sudden, you know, and do a big wheel and be on somebody's flank with your big source block. Hello. Yeah, that's insane. And I don't think you can move through enemy troops, though. No, only the hex race can do that. Okay. So, but at, le- at least there's that limitation for fuckers like me who have to deal with this. But <laughs> but still, that's badass, dude. You can get someone in a pincer formation really fucking quick. Well, it, it really, you know, moving big units is going to be harder because you can't move through enemy units. But moving a big monster might be very easy. So, te- you know, teleporting stags up onto somebody's flank. Could be a could be a really unpleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's and you know you set that steg up like way back in the corner or whatever, and people are like, oh, I don't have to worry about him. And then he comes fucking steamrolling through ethereal style. That's fucking badass, dude. <laughs> so, and then what do we got next? Tempest is the number four spell. Cast on a twelve up. It's direct damage. Uh, Place the large round template anywhere within thirty inches and scatter it at d six. All models hit take a strength three hit, and then if they have fly, they take a strength four hit. If a unit suffers any unsaved wounds from this spell, 
It suffers a minus one modifier to all to hit rolls, shooting and close combat until the start of the caster's next phase. Too bad that's not a vortex, because if you were in combat, you could blast that out and it, fucking... And, and then the balli- it does have the ballistic skill, the non-ballistic skill bump on a four-up for, like, cannons and stuff. Yes, yeah, so you could prevent them from shooting. So, eh, that's all right. I don't think it's fucking great, but... I'm going to cast it first turn and hope to get it off and drop it. That's my plan. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds scary, because you see a large round template. Yeah. But only strength three. If I can... Meh. I give that one a meh. <laughs> I'm right there. That's why I'm dropping it as soon as possible. <laughs> and then Arcane Unforging. That's the one you were talking about before. The direct damage range 24. Cast on a 13. Targets a single enemy model, even a character in a unit. And that target suffers a single wound on a dice roll greater than or equal to the model. Unmodified armor save. save. Yeah, so if it passes the armor save, it fucking takes the wound. Right. And then no armor saves are permitted against a wound caused by the spell. And the only player must reveal to the caster all magic items possessed by the target. If the target has one or more magic items, randomly select one, and on two plus, it's destroyed and cannot be used for the rest of the game. That's fucking. That would be gross on my BSB because a fucking seventy-five point beast banner, and he's got a two-up save. Yep. That spell is made to kill fucking wargore BSBs. That's, that's just it. It's it's for some of the. There's a couple of gross items in the game. The high elves have that banner that's awful that gives them a two yeah. plus ward against all the magic attacks. <laughs> so you can go to the demon prince and hope to get the two-up gem. Um, but, yeah. but it's random, so you got to kind of shuffle through items. Sure. It's uh, nice that in the spell text, they, if it's a one-use-only item, you don't have to count that as one of the randomizers if it's been used. Right. Yeah, they're finally clarifying everything with all the fucking rules Nazis out there that try and call people out on that shit. Yeah, there's but, some better stuff in some of this, in the wording, so. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that spell's pretty solid. Just, you got a character snipe there, and fucking, it's not going to be dick against wizards who don't have armor, but against any kind of fighty character, that's going to be fucking solid. My priority with casting it's not really to kill the character, although that's nice. Right. To get those magic items. Sure. Okay. And then the last spell, the number six, cast on a 19, is Fiery Convocation. It remains in play, direct damage, range 24. So every model in a target unit takes a strength four hit with Flaming Special Rule. At the end of every subsequent magic phase, every model in the, in the target unit suffers a strength four hit with the Flaming Attack Special Rule. So that's like a fucking... At the end of every magic phase, they get zinged with another four up. Cast on a 19, that's kind of a lot, but... Well, I know, but it remains in play, so if you get right. it off, you not only screw your opponent, that unit, but then in their in their turn, they're trying to dispel it. Yeah, <laughs> on a 19. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. So I think that lore is pretty solid. I'd say the first fucking four spells... And then the signatures are where all the fucking cool shit is. The last two are, they're all right, but but good. It's like fucking decent, dude. Yeah, I like it. And if you're lore master, you have eight spells. So using that attribute, man, you got all kinds of opportunities to drop. You know, people have talked about fishing from Mindraiser. I've seen people talking about stuff like that. <laughs> when I drop a spell and I go to another lore, my, my focus is going to be on getting the signature spell. You know, I'll still roll. And if I get something great, you know, pr- yeah, I'll probably keep it. But... I'm really going to try to just focus on getting the signature spell because it's a, you know, one in six chance of getting the spell you actually want, so. Right. All you can really rely on is the signature, so that's the way to go. And if you end up with something nice, well, then fucking bonus, but. But, man, if you get a miasma, uh, you've all of a sudden made some really sneaky combinations, not necessarily in killing your opponent, but getting your slam the heck out of dodge with that, with that, because you get that spell's lore attribute then, so. Oh, sure. You could fucking swap places with (laughs) other characters. (laughs) And he counts as a fucking 
infantry still, right? Yeah, he does. Correct. Slant, so, yeah, that's awesome. You can fucking pop that fucking Saurus character in there and yeah. <laughs> get that Slant to safety. Yeah, Slant's infantry, but none of the stuff on foot affects him. And I don't know, maybe that lore attribute is only models on foot. Yeah. A friendly character um, of the same troop type. Ah, okay. Oh, that's fucking... There you go. So that fucking plan works. You wouldn't really consider giving the fucking Slant the BSB upgrade. That sounds like the consensus is that's a dumb idea in case they ever break. Well, I've done it before, and it, it turns out slams can be... The big spells can take out a slam really great. And boy, it, it hurts when you lose a tournament because you got your fortitude broke because you lost Yeah, because you fucking lost it all and... In one break there. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. But, yeah, I don't think I'd go that route with the slam. Yeah, I don't anymore. It, it can be attractive, and but it's a gamble, so... Okay, uh, let's talk about the disciplines of the old ones. <laughs> so these are really cool. Um, you can still only take four of them, but they used to be 50 points a pop. Okay. Now, you used to be able to duplicate them, too. So now you can only take each discipline only once. So Across an army? Yeah, so even though the okay. slam went up, disciplines all went down. And you can really get the cool disciplines and keep them under 100 points. And not only that, you still get 100 points of magic items to boost. So I think you can take 150 points worth of disciplines Holy shit. and 100 <laughs> points of magic items. That's fucking solid if you want to really dump a ton of points into this bro but I guess if he's there you want him to be doing his job and be survivable so yeah and it's you know it's a hard choice because it's so attractive to keep taking stuff and you just gotta play that balance game and not load him up too heavy sure in my opinion Okay, well, let's fucking go over these bad boys. There's a lot of cool ones, but the ones I really like that kind of sung out to me is uh, Harmonic Convergence at 30 points. The slime gets two additional dice when channeling. Okay. And that's really sexy, especially now you combo him up with the channeling staff. Now he's got three channels on a five up. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's Guaranteed at least one around, right? Yeah. Statistically. Transcendent Healing. At the end of any friendly magic phase, roll a d6 equal to the difference between the slam's starting wounds and the current number it has. And for every six, he regains a lost wound. <laughs> <laughs> it seems all right, but, I mean, how is this bro going to be taking wounds? I guess if you miscast, you might take a wound. Miscast, you know, Laura Death Snipes might get him. It's unlikely, but it could happen. Right. How many wounds does he start with? Five. Yeah, I don't know. For 30 points, maybe. I'd have to play it a couple times and see how much abuse this guy takes, because it seems to me like he, he shouldn't really be taking any. But Yeah, and, and it depends, too, on your lore, because if you go lore high magic, you've got to heal, so you don't need to worry about it. But if you're right. if you're going into the lore of death or something, which, you know, I think the off-lores still have their uses. I really like high, and I haven't. that's my first lore I'm going to play a practice game with is high magic, but I sure. think the off-lores still have uses. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. What else do we have here then? Um, Some of Focus of Mystery is the lore master of high magic. Yeah, that's 35 points, but that's fucking well spent right there. Well, yeah, because of the attribute. I mean, you got eight spells now for dropping out. Yeah. Uh, and the rules lawyers are on this one like, you know, stink on <laughs> shit because it because the way it's worded, people are claiming they can no, have this plus no allure from the Big Red Book. So I fully plan on punching anyone firmly in the nuts who pulls that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. I'm playing Lizard, and I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> Seems like a fucking move you might try to pull against me. <laughs> In a, in a friendly game versus you and me, yeah. <laughs> Too bad you're not around, bro. We could get that practice game. I, I need a little more practice with my fucking ogres. <laughs> I'll fucking run you over again. <laughs> I was I was so close. I was one dice roll away, man. Could have stood that whole game on its end had I made that nine. 
Yeah, well, I was drunk as a skunk, so. <laughs> I know, it showed, too, on the day. I was like, man, I have you surrounded. All I got to do is make these charges. <laughs> oh, wait, turns out. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a problem with the fucking gut star in general, though, is people are going to have a lot more units than me, so it's going to be a challenge not to be surrounded a lot. I, I think you're right, but, but lots of people don't show up with lots of heavy, you know, people have a lot of units, but they're not really heavy hitters where your gut star is, right. you know, full of all kinds of winds, so. Sure. Okay. Any other of these you want to specifically call out? I'm sure that higher state of consciousness is going to get played. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, it makes him ethereal and gives him unstable, but he can't join units. And that's why I don't like it, because I used to run him ethereal out on his own all the time. Um, and then I'd be happy taking combats from anybody. But being unstable, too, because you, basically the slam sucks in combat, but he, right. he can tank a lot of bros, and he sucks in combat. So 60 points, yeah. Fucking fuck unstable on a dude like this, man, because as soon as someone gets into you... Well, I mean, I guess... I, I feel like you held up a bunch of my, like, chaffy shit with your slan last time we played. I think that was 3,000 points. You had, like, you had, like, rears on me, but I, yeah. I was stubborn 9 rerollable, so that's, like, a 90% chance to make that test. Right. Which, as we found out, <laughs> isn't guaranteed. But, so, so this is where some of the super powerful shit used to be. You know, like People used to bitch about some of the ones where you could toss a miscast. and That, that was a magic item. The, the, nasty, oh, was the old nasty ones were, were becalming cogitation, which sucked the sixes. So any caster within 24 inches ring discarded their sixes. Yeah. And, and, and that one's still there, and I should mention it, too, because it's really nice, because now it's... Um, Reroll first failed the spell attempt. Right per magic phase. For once per magic phase, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. Because you can, you can. Well, you know, I guess you still can't really like. If you thought you definitely could get it with four dice, but you might dispel it with three dice. You can gamble now. Yeah. You can gamble, but you still. I mean, you get a reroll on it, but you still don't get to add another die before that second reroll. You know. But if if you're gambling, two chances at a gamble is way better than. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than the fucking gamble itself. So okay, yeah, that's that's true. And then so the other one that, that used to really suck was getting an extra die for every spell. Every spell. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that was fucking gross. <laughs> Rotor used to always say, "I'm pulling a die out of the air," and that was hilarious. When <laughs> you're like, man. <laughs> he'd, he'd say it, it was funny and then he'd do it and you wouldn't laugh <laughs> so other than that what do we got you get terror man you get you get oh this one's pretty cool so well, I don't I don't know that you take it on a slam, but the wandering deliberations where you get the signature spell from all eight lords from the BRB it sounds sounds alright it's 30 points but then your slam's relegated to just casting signature spells which probably means you're going to cast like five or six fucking spells a turn but but none of them in, they're all good at certain things but as a group I just don't think they're that great I, you know I'd really be interested in talking to high elf players and find out because they have that lore master that does the same thing sure. and I just don't know if people have used that well I'm sure there's combos that make him really shine um, you know if you're looking at miasma with a death mage you know you you can start doing all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, I've been been pulling that trick for a while too. <laughs> but, um, I think it'd be nice to mix it up, give it a go, and see you know, how it plays out. And if you find that you you know you have well, I got a wide range of spells, so there's always something I can do every turn. Then that's worthwhile. But if you find that well. I mean, this sucks because I really want a fucking six-level spell that I can blow shit up with. Well, you know, then, then, then perhaps that wandering deliberations isn't the style. But either way, yeah. I mean, you get fireball, 
you know, and I always discounted lower fire, but boy, fireball is really useful. Yeah, dude. And then, you know, that's one of those spells that's awesome because it's boostable. So in, in the day and age of everybody taking a fuck ton of chaff, you know, this gives your army one more way to deal with it. Or, Although or, skinks probably do that pretty well. Or my big problem, which is I get the unit down to like two models and then it gets away from me and I can't kill it. You know, that's when a fireball saves my butt. Now I can just fireball it off the table. Yeah, I was making good use of that in Raj Podge, so <laughs> turns out Firebelly's fucking awesome. Firebelly <laughs> is fucking awesome. I will second that. Alright, let's get on to some of these magic items. How about that? Because okay. we're talking about the slan, so if there's anything in this list that'd be worth sticking on the slan. So it turns out you're not gonna give them any magic weapons <laughs> <laughs> or armor. Uh, the, the the really the only thing in here that to me makes a lot of sense for the slan is the Cube of Darkness, um, yeah. which was in the old book. It was a little different. Um, now it's it's still one use only. It's a dispel scroll, but then in addition, uh, but it's not a guaranteed because it's only on a 2 plus. And then in addition, on a, you have to roll for every remains in play spell, and on a 2 plus, you get rid of those. Oh, yeah. So that could work against you, though, like if you've got that big, nasty, high magic, fiery convocation. So that would not be the time to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Because it says every remains in play. It doesn't say only enemy remains. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's fucking decent. Get a fucking uh, 30 points. I don't know. You're going to be pissed when you roll that fucking one and the spell isn't dispelled. Yeah. Versus the 25 point. Because you can only have one arcane item on the bro, too. So you could take this or you could take a dispel scroll. And you know a dispel scroll is going to work. So. But if you, you know, the channeling staff is really, really excitable. Because you get that those three channels now on a five plus, so that's a lot potentially right. a high potential for a good amount of dice every turn. And that's an arcane item as well. Yeah, and I kind of like oh, the yeah. Forbidden Rod, which is also arcane item, and that's one use only. It gives you D six extra power dice at the start of the phase. So if you roll a two or three for Winds of Magic, you pop that item, you get extra dice. You take a cup, you take D three wounds, I think, from the item. But with your heal spells, it's not a big deal. Yeah, this is a spot where that comes in. It's like the fucking Ogre Slaughtermaster with the Lore of the Maw, and then this fucking dude that can actually get wounds back. There's a very few places that that Forbidden Rod yeah. sounds like a good choice, and this is definitely one of them. But I've rolled enough two magic phases with the Slon to know that all the channels in the world aren't going to save you when that happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can fucking build them up to make a dice-making machine, though. That's... I mean, that's what makes my Beastman army work well, is reliable fucking magic. Well, yeah, but you get guaranteed dice, and we get right. we only get them through channels now. I mean, it's, it's good they took the nerf in that sense, but I don't. <laughs> I can't compare this book too much to the Beastman, because I read Predatory Fighter, and that was the first thing I compared it to in my head was Primal Fury, and I was just pissed. Nah, <laughs> I'm like, why yeah, do we well. get this terrible drawback and Beast have Primal <laughs> Fury? Well, look what they did to our Minotaur, bro. They've been fucking retarded for the entire edition. They've been retarded forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I've always felt like they should have been one of the most awesome units in the game, and I just feel like they never have performed like they should. And I don't, yeah. I don't really understand why that is, but... Well, it's fucking dicky rules and overpricing. <laughs> when you overpricing, it's one thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one thing to have like one of those issues. Either you're a bit overpriced, or you have a rules drawback or two. But when you have both, like what the fuck, man. All right. Now, anyways, the, the, the other item I really like, um, 
potentially on a slon is the Egaquango. It's one use yeah. only as well. You roll a D6. Um, you got to be in combat, and it applies to the unit in combat. You roll a D6 and consult the chart. On a 1, it's D6. The unit suffers D6 strength 3 hits. On a 2 to 3, D6 strength 4. But on a 4 to 6, it's 2 D6 strength 5. And any wounds you cause count towards combat res. Oh, yeah. See, that's the sinker. Otherwise, this is kind of mad. Yeah, I mean, totally. If it didn't count towards combat res, I'd never look at it. But that really, you know, I, I've really been looking at it on a on like a solo Scarvet because now he can charge into units and do a ton of wounds. <laughs> take a break test. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still going to have to somehow get through steadfast. But Oh, uh, he's not going to break them, but he, you know, he can right. just start the chew process and just pin you down for a turn. Sure. Yeah, I, that seems like a cool choice. That's a fucking nasty little combo there. <laughs> get him out there, her nasty little setup. All right, so have you built a list then? You, you said you are going to get a sample game. What what kind of thoughts went into the slam then? I built a list first with Lord Croak. So actually, I took another slam to support him, and it just seems totally crazy. But all he has is blasty magic spells. So if all you're doing is direct damage, sooner or later you're going to get combat, and you just need that something a little extra. So I took a, a high magic land to support Lord Croak, and then he has healing and stuff like that. So, and they can the Temple Guard changed a little bit. You used to be able to only put one slot in a Temple Guard unit. You can drop both in there now. Ah, nice. Uh, you go fucking yeah. hoard up yeah. <laughs> three slants. Uh, I mean, you just make yourself a little Temple Guard star, and the Temple Guard are really good. And they, they dropped in points, so they just got better. Okay. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I think he's awesome, dude. I think if I had fucking lizard men, I'd. I, fucking, I wish I had something like this bro in fucking my army. Yeah, I mean, he definitely took some nerfs, but I, I think he's still very, very, very good. Um, you know, the yeah. I've all, the lizard list I've always played with has traditionally been combined arms. You know, a slan. I, I never usually took Temple Guard in the past because they were too expensive, and I didn't like my slan being tied down. Right. I really like to put that bro in a unit of skinks. People always looked at me like I was crazy, but... Um, if you've got a death slon, all of a sudden casting purple suns doesn't sound like such a bad idea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not going to take out the front rank of Saurus well, every time yeah, you cast it. exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, sure. Um, that's fucking pretty sweet. I like some of the directions they went in there. I think the fluff sounds cool. The fucking, you know, some of the little special rules are pretty cool, too. So let's take a break, and then we'll fucking jump back in and talk about the old blood. Don't leave your rubber in your pocket I don't think it's over the top at all. I mean, it's nice to see something balanced. And you, you get people bitching, well, I don't know if I want to play it because there's nothing that's an obvious over-the-top choice. Well, guess what, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I've bitched up a storm, but my whole thing was, it was just, it's the same old, literally my same army list. I can tweak a little bit and still rock, and I just wanted to play new. You know, I wanted a new way to play. Right. All right, let's talk about the old blood then. Old blood. 
Fucking 140 points is pretty steep. He, no, dude, he is solid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see more of this more of this bro on the table than we ever did because you can now, uh, you know, you can fit him and a slon in. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's pretty awesome. And he's pretty solid. You know, put him on a cold one, and he's pretty much going to be a one-plus armor save. You can get him down to a zero. So let's see. What did he do? He dropped five points. Um, he also was initiative four in the past, so he lost a He gets Predatory Fighter, but the, the cold ones in the entire army book got an extra attack. So heroes on cold ones were always good, and now the cart, the cold one has an extra attack is just even better. Okay. And let's see. He can he can also ride a Carnosaur, which he always did in the past. Um, but the Carnosaur has a couple of upgrade options. Actually, he can the Carnosaur can make you roll an extra D6 for Fear and Terror uh, when you're taking a Fear and Terror test, which might actually make it useful. Oh, and then you drop the lowest? Yeah. Oh, that's nasty, dude. I don't like the sound of that at all. Yeah. And then a couple of his weapon options went down in points. So, you know, I I think overall he went down five or six points total when you look at weapons and everything. He's still a leadership eight, which is kind of unfortunate. I was hoping he'd get a bump to nine, but that didn't happen. Yeah, that gives you the option to go all fucking old blood, dude. And just rock like three of these bros and wow. go super fighty. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I made two lists for Screw City, and one was that Lord Kirkless. The other one has three old bloods in it on mounts and centers around a giant unit of cold one riders <laughs> and a bunch of kink priests with the lore beasts in it. You know, I think I figured it out. I think it's capable of dishing out something like in the first turn of combat, it's going to be something like if everybody's alive, now they're low initiative. So it's if everybody's alive, it's like 50 some attacks. <laughs> High strength too. Cause strength, they're fucking it's strength five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. I'm about to add some more chaff to my fucking <laughs> Screw City list. It's <laughs> definitely the problem. It can be led around by the nose, you know, so it's not It's not like it's OP. It's just, if it hits stuff, it's going to die. So people just put enough stuff in its way. It can be led around. I don't I don't think it's overpowered any by any means. I just, I really was struggling with wanting a new way to play. So I was looking for new ways for me to play a lizard army, and that was one of them. Sure. So yeah, okay. I like this bro, and actually I've been emailing quite a bit with Mike Hendel from the West sure. Coast, and he's kind of looking at this guy too with the salon, so... Okay. At what point level do you work that in? That's you know, like a standard 2,400 point build. You can get both? Yeah, you can get one of each at 2,400 oh, yeah. with toys, okay. you know? Solid. So. Yeah, that's a good choice, dude. It's a, Those fucking Soros characters are always fucking nails, dude. And, you know, I mean, there, there is the monster build that's out there. I don't, you know, there's so many cannons that, the availability that if people start rocking the monster builds, cannons are going to multiply. So it just won't matter. But you could, you know, you could potentially take a dude on a Carnosaur. The heroes can now ride the Carnosaurs, too. So you could be rocking two Carnosaurs <laughs> and a whole bunch of snakes. <laughs> and a fucking Troglodon, bro. <laughs> I call it the Troglodon. Couple fucking Bastardodons. Bastardodon. Yeah. All right, let's get to heroes then. So Skink Priest, fucking pretty much what he was before, except now he can take beasts, right? Yeah, and that is a huge change because I, I was not a fan of the lore of Heavens. Right. You know, I was always taking the Sig but You know, if you get the the number one spell, the re-rolling ones, that's awesome, but I would never roll it. So <laughs> I was always <laughs> using the Sig spell. And lore Beast with wild form capability on Saurus is just amazing. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta uh, thank my Beastman bros, Johnny and Tom, who, who taught me the sheer awesome of a couple of wild form on a unit. <laughs> That's why you fucking start seeing that. All these bros take two or three level ones with fucking Laura Bees. Uh, Just getting tired, guys. Let's move on from that now. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. At 65 points, you can take five or six of those bros, too, at 2K, 2400. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking... 
bullshit. <laughs> and, and, so, and who cares if they blow up, you know? Yeah, if you got fucking plenty of little dudes to go around. And it, like you said, 65 points, well, it's worth fucking getting the spell off. That might sway a combat. And you're going to want them anyway because you need them to babysit your combat units now with a predatory fighter role. So. Yeah, well, I was thinking that, but then if you look at the skink chief, he's only 40 points. He's a bit less useful, but if he's just there to babysit, yeah, I guess I guess it'd be nice if he could be cast in wild form the whole time. Yeah, so. well, exactly. And, and the skink <laughs> priests also have the vassal rules, so if you if you want to boost your range on your slon, you just throw one of those little bros out and sacrifice him, and not you know you can boost your range by up to 12 because that's his move. It gives you a lot, and and it boosts your line of sight because you can use the skink priest line of sight front arc for direct damage. Yeah, that's super solid dude then you know you get in a really bad situation you just fucking send these dudes forwards and use them as redirectors at that point exactly i mean that move six is decent so other than that they didn't really change at all oh they did there was one other change and this applies to every skink in the army they all got a six up scaly skin save <laughs> and and that doesn't sound like a big deal but man when they when you get to the jav skinks that's really nice because now you're gonna have five up skinkies mm. <laughs> um okay. so the saurus hero dropped five points um which he was the saurus hero was always awesome and everybody took but now he's just right. even a little better with the drop in points did he lose some initiative as well no he's still the same he's been three forever Okay. Um, he got the the really the only change he got besides that was the carnosaur option and predatory fighter. Okay. But so. solid bros, um, Saurus <laughs> heroes will tear stuff up. So we, I think everybody had two before, and I don't expect any of that to change. Yeah, and everybody still has two models, so they're at least going to try it at, at, at first. So. Yeah. And then Skink Chief. Now, I don't think I've ever seen a fucking Skink Chief, dude. Um, I, I, Occasionally, you would see one mounted on a stag with that, ah, with that yeah. T6 impact hits item. Sure. Um, and I've in before the the pterodons had a special rule that any skink character on a pterodon could join a unit. Well, they forgot to put that rule in this book, and I don't know if <laughs> so, I don't know if they forgot or if it was intentional. But you used to be able to mount him on a pterodon and lead pterodons, so it was useful there too. Right. But not anymore. He has to be on his own if he's mounted like that. Yeah. So I, I really okay. hope they FAQ that because I'd like to use some of those mobile units. But if he can't join the units, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be rough. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You can still be a fucking rather expensive redirector or something like that. But he's really not going to kill shit. And yeah, I don't know. I don't see much of a use for that if he's on his own. No. Okay. This BSB shit here. It's just that you can upgrade Skink Chief, score uh, Scarvet, or the Slan to a BSB. I think you have to go Scarvet on that. I mean, BSB is not as required as it is with most armies because of the cold-blooded, but I think I would probably still take one, and I'd probably stick it on a Scarvet. Yeah, I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing, is taking one on a Scarvet. And, and if I'm taking a, a mounted build, he's on a mount, but in an infantry build, I keep him on foot. Now, a lot of people will put him on a mount for one-plus armor save. I just don't like him being cannon-able. You know, cannonable. so... Yeah. Forget that. Charm Shield only does so much. <laughs> yeah, that saves your bacon one fucking time, dude. And if you're charging into combat, that's fucking all well and good. But if your job is to bounce around behind your army and try and keep everybody from running away, Charm Shield's shit. Mm -hmm. So, okay, on to the fucking core, man. Saurus Warriors. <laughs> no change. No change, huh? Same everything? Yeah, the only, the only thing that changed with Saurus was Predatory Fighter. Um, and the spears used to be a point upgrade per model, but now they're free. So you can swap from hand weapon shield to spears for free. And, yeah. 
so you have scaly skin five up, and you come with hand weapon shield. So you're fucking four up just just to get going. And parry, so I mean that's solid. Yeah, I don't think I'd take the spear, but I mean one extra rank of attacks. I would in really big games, just because I have a unit with spear. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what I did to my fucking ungors and start breaking those fuckers off and <laughs> replacing them. <laughs> no, I, I've broken enough of those. I don't. I got. I have 96 painted saurus. I'm pretty good. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted to feel that I wanted to have a capable source army. It's kind of close with the wild forms, so I may try that at some point. Yeah. I think that'll be a decent build. It's a fucking, it's a sound strategy. The problem is it relies on you getting the magic dice to make it happen. So that wild forms typically cast on a 10 if you're on if you're casting on people on foot. Yeah. I don't know if you're casting it with those level 1s or level 2s. You know, I've, my experience is... It's, it's not as easy as you think. Oh, no, no, I know. You throw, I mean, I would be six dice in it potentially every turn. Okay. So. Yeah, well, yeah, then if it matters that much, boom, there it is. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean it won't matter up front, but sooner or later it's going to matter. Okay. Badass. Let's fucking... Skin cohort. So... Yeah, skin cohort. Were these bros in the book before? Yeah, they were the they were the the units that you mix the Crocs in with. Ah, okay. So did these bros change any? Um, they got the armor save six up scaly skin. They got a, now all the skink units dropped a point in leadership, which is a huge deal. Uh, they all went from sixes to fives. Uh, not so bad because you have the Crocs in this unit, but he's still only a seven. Yeah, so I mean, uh, for me, I, my skink units always operated on the flanks, and at six. Um, I think it's at fives it's a 50% chance to pass sixes where it's a 62% chance or something like that Okay. so um, you know sixes wasn't bad it was above average I'll take it but right at average on the flanks no their usage is changing a little bit you're going to want to keep them in your leadership bubble right. um, but the other thing that these bros got is for two points a model you can give them poison close combat attacks uh, so they always had jabs so they were always standing and shooting because they're quick to fire so they stand and shot on the way in right. they had jet and now with poison attacks that makes them good yeah they might actually do some wounds because they're fucking but they're expensive yeah, so skinkies yeah five points that'd be seven points for a skink <laughs> I'm really not sure why but GW just hit this unit with a nerf bat something fierce with two big changes uh, the first one is when you added the Kraxagors, the Kraxagors used to be safe. You couldn't attack the Kraxagor, but the Kraxagor could attack you. Right. Uh, and now the rule is, is that you can attack, if you're in contact with a skink that's touching a Krox, you can choose to, there's some confusion over the wording because it's worded, but you can choose the, to attack the Krox instead of the skink. So. Yeah, that was my understanding of it. If you're in base with the skink that's in base with a Krox, you can attack the Krox. But, I don't know, I think, you know, from my perspective, I'd still put most of my attacks on the skinks anyway because that's where you're getting that combat res from. Yeah, that's Crocs only T4 for a armor save, so it's all about what you're fighting with it. Because if you kill the Crocs, you've taken away two points of leadership and reduced potentially all the wounds that the unit does. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking fair point too. Because um, I always took the unit to go kill a monster because it, it had two things going for it. It had those Crocs at strength six um, and, it, and it couldn't be stomped. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... They fixed th that. Can it be now it can be stomped. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 
I see. Well, you know, because I think those kind of rules stomping that were worked in a little later, so they probably just didn't account for it. Or did they intentionally say it couldn't happen? No, they, they specifically said in regard to that unit that it couldn't be stomped. Uh, so it was an wow. FAQ on that unit, and then they, they took it away, so. <laughs> I I fought these, you know, a handful of times, and I never really thought too much of the units before, so if now they've been nerfed, it sounds like a fucking cakewalk to me, bro. Yeah, but with Laura Light, they were really solid. Yeah. So they're ranked kings, so I've always taken 10 packs with a standard for fortitude scenarios because we're so heavy fortitude, you know, and that's coming in at 60 points, so it's a good chaff drop. It's a roadblock, roadblock redirector, fortitude point. Yeah, and 60 points is fucking nothing, so that's that's a good choice. Yeah, but. so I'll still do that, but I, I had a Scrox unit I took, and I won't be taking it anymore. <laughs> now, the, the Scrox did go up to strength 5, so they're strength 7 attacks, which is really nice, but... yeah. Okay, so I think we're giving them a meh overall, though. Yeah, I, I think I think somebody's gonna make them work. You know, someone like uh, Michael Joro comes into mind because he's always playing the non-typical lizard lists. I think he's gonna show up and make them work. And yeah, well, you will have the benefit that nobody right now nobody knows what this shit does, and then if no one ever takes it, you'll still have that benefit. It's like when I took Senegor, everybody's fucking confused as <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> that's, that's why the old cast wars, you know, many editions ago used to be popular because nobody ever saw. And then some bro would show up and you'd be like, what do they do again? What's that blunderbuss? <laughs> That's bullshit. And you'd ask after you walked into the zone of death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Skink Skirmishers. So they stayed the same point, same the same point. They dropped a leadership point down to five. And they got the six up scaly skin. So the real big thing, what I think that's going to mean is is I think potentially you're going to see more people with javelin skinks than blowpipe skinks. Because now they're a five-up armor save if they've got jabs, right. so they can handle some of the missile fire a little better. I, I still see uses for both, and I've always taken both units, a couple of each, so I'll probably still do that. Well, the blowpipe's the only difference. They can double tap, right? Correct. Okay. So you're getting twice the shots at another minus one to hit. Mm, yeah, five up saves seems pretty cool on these bros. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that's what kill- these things get killed. To, to you know, people spam little fireballs at these units and take them out, or hit them with light missile shooting. They don't really spend a lot of time trying to kill it. So now if it's survivable, you know, potentially then they have to spend a little more effort trying to kill these units off. Right. Well, fortunately for my side, these bros are only leader five now, so now, that, that was, <laughs> should see them running. Yeah, that was it. I used to put them on the flanks away from the general, and I, I won't be as apt to do that anymore. Well, maybe they're encouraging fucking the skink chief 40 points. He's only leader six, though. Fuck that. Well, six, six is a 60% chance. So everything was six before, and I just, I always rocked it. And you would fail some, but for the most part, you were pretty reliable. Yeah, okay. So if you fucking rock, like, three or four skink fucking chiefs, I don't know. That's too many hero points. The hero is going to be the hardest slot, and people, everybody's going to maximize hero points in every build. <laughs> the hero builds are awesome. Scarbets are awesome. Skink creeps are awesome. I, I see uses for the chiefs, so I think hero points are going to be really hard to come by. Yeah. Okay, so skink skirmishers still super fucking handy. Every army. Yeah. I mean, so. I think that you know the UK guys have already said they're still all about the skink cloud. 
they just going to keep them closer to the general, you know? So a whole bunch of these units is to fill out core. Yeah. Slan's not a large target. If you fucking take the old blood, put him on a fucking Karno, then he's a large target. You get an 18-inch leader bubble. So if you're getting that, at least you can spread these dudes out a little more. But <laughs> I think it's going to be hard to keep a lot of these little skirmishy units right next to your Slan. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be there to run away. You know, you're going to be doing the double fleet. Shoot, 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 double fleet. Shoot, 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 double fleet. That kind of right. stuff. Okay. All right. Well, that, I mean, you'd hear people talking about that in the past, but I didn't really see that style of play a lot. In fact, I don't think I ever ran into people doing those kind of double fleas. So if that's the way it's going to go at this point, that, I mean, that's a different strategy for this army. It is. And, and I never did it because I liked mine out on the flanks. Uh, right. But, I mean, like I said, mine will not be operating out on the flanks. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at the double flea setups. All right. So uh, Temple Guard in the special slots now. How'd these bros change? They all dropped two points a model, which is really, really nice. They got <laughs> they got the predatory fighter. Um, they still they have halberds. They have, they are compared to a Saurus, They've got weapon skill four versus three, and they've got initiative two versus one. So you know, at fourteen points versus eleven points, it's 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 like looking at Blackguard and executioners kind of. They're just they seem better to me in every way than a Saurus. Right. Because uh, they can also and take a magic banner for fifty points. So you can get that slant bumped up the leader 10. Yeah, now they, they used to be more expensive, and if they were on the table, the slan had to go in the unit. And they got rid of that rule. Um, if the slan joins the unit, the unit's stubborn and yeah. immune to psych. takes away a need for a crown of command, all kinds of stuff. Sure. Um, if the slan somehow causes fear, then the, t- the temple guard recalls fear. So if you use that heal spell to make yourself cause fear, <laughs> then your temple guard causes fear. Sure. So That's a s- small bonus, but fuck it. Why not take it if you can? Well, I, the the theme of the book is synergy, so and we haven't hit on all of it yet, but you're going to see in a little bit with the next entry. There's a lot of different ways to synergize and mix and match units to to come up with a common objective. So it's kind of like Empire and Tomb Kings, where they're okay. all about synergy. I don't know if you're fucking equating it to Tomb Kings is selling this book at all, but well, <laughs> all right. I, I think its power level is more than the Tomb King book, but the Tomb King yeah. is all about synergy within itself. Sure. Uh, and it, I think, honestly, if you haven't played against Tomb Kings with special characters, boy, they really step up a notch when they have those special characters. Yeah, I've experienced that. And I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> like Mark Wildman, when Mark came from for Adepticon, he was running one of those light council bills with like five or six lower light wizards or something. So, you know, <laughs> so he can cut, toss out strength eight banishments. Uh, yeah. And from what people say, that's pretty nasty too. I've never fought it, so... Okay, so uh, Jungle Swarms next on the list here. 35 points of base. They're 2 plus, so you can never take just one. That's right, and that, that that's different. It used to be just one. They also used to be core, so they moved to special. They dropped 10 points of base. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but they got a special new rule uh, called They're Everywhere. If you've got a combat and a Jungle Swarm is involved, then everybody's attacks are poisoned against that unit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, was, I was reading that just kind of shaking my head, because that can get you know, and then additionally with Predatory Fighter, so now every six is an auto wound and generates an extra attack. <laughs> well, that's fucking pretty solid. Problem is you're paying 70 points, and I mean, how many how many units of Jungle Swarms are you going to take? I think ideally you have a couple big combat box, you're going to fucking try and support them. Maybe you want two sets of two Jungle Swarms, so now that's 140 points. 
But I mean, they're super versatile, so you can still just toss them out and yeah, use them for other shit in a pinch. Yeah, because they're chappy and they're leadership ten, so I mean, they're not going anywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good choice, dude. And and it's fluffy. I like the rule. Well, as much as I'm gonna hate playing against it. And and we haven't got there yet, but the the Bastilladon has an option that adds a base to the unit on a four up. So you know, uh, so more yeah. synergy is gonna start coming in when you start adding adding bases to these units back. Sure. Okay, uh, Chameleon Skinks. Uh, this, this breaks my heart a little bit. They went up a point. <laughs> it needed to happen because most lizard douches like me took three units because they were that good. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went up a point, and they went down uh, in cost, and they went down a point of leadership, and they got the six-up scaly skin. Ah, uh, these guys went down in leadership, too. That sucks. Yeah. Because their job was to fucking be out there, you know. Absolutely, and I was really, That's... really bummed about this one. So they and you said they went up a point, right? And they went up a point. And they were uh... they were twelve points at pop first. So you know, units of eight were expensive, but that I rocked for units of eight, <laughs> which says something about how good they must they have been. They were so good. <laughs> Uh, they still look like skinks. You could just call them normal skinks so, now. <laughs> the thing that makes them good is their ballistic skill four. So even with moving range and double tapping, you're still hitting on sixes. Just sure. what you want. So basically, you know, you just got poison range. Right. But so not as good. But still good. Um, okay. You'll still see them. Just I don't. You're still gonna. T- you're not gonna still be taking three units of three though. No, right? I'm looking at two units <laughs> of six. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, Cold One Riders. Cold One Riders. These boys got a little more attractive. They went down five points in a model. Um, now, they don't come with spears out of the box like they used to. Spears are four-point upgrade. I don't think you need the spears because, uh, you you know, it's a character delivery system. It's not the unit itself doesn't matter as much. You just drop a bunch of characters in there. They got predatory fighter, the writers only. They're still stupid. They're thick skinned, so it's two plus armor save instead of one plus for them being mounted. Uh, what else is good about these bros? Oh, they're weapon skill four, initiative two as well. So they're you know in that regard they're better than the Saurus. They end up with a two plus save, right? Yeah, they get when it's all said and done, the unit will have a two plus armor save. Okay. Um, so solid, you know the. I think a, a unit of six is going to be really good. Five or six is a really good flanking force, um, distractionary, you know, a fast. It's leadership eight, cold-blooded. I'd bank on that out on the flank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I really like these dudes. I think they're fucking super cool flavor-wise. And, um, and the extra attack from the cold one is very awesome. So, it, you know, you get an extra strength four attack from every mount. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll fucking quit doing the Orctonians and start doing the Liztonians. Now shut the hell up. Think- <laughs> Starting over, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One thing I, you've seen, uh, and you've seen this the last couple books, seems like they've standardized command to 10 points each. So, you know, musicians, standard bearers, and champs are always just 10 points each. Yeah, no bullshit. That's a good point. I haven't really noticed that, but I really, it stinks a little bit. It's easy. I like that it's easy because then you can just build less bam, bam, bam. Yeah, but it. It doesn't make as much sense, though, because you're paying 10 points for, like, an Ungor champ who's just going to get one extra attack versus a fucking Ogre champ who's... Or, I guess he's still getting one extra attack, but he's a much fucking better dude. Or the you know? shooting units, you pay 10 points for one shot and an extra ballistic skill, and now right. you've got this pain-in-the-balls move of having to roll different colored dice. Man, I just... I always ignore those on the shooting units just because it's a pain-in-the-balls. <laughs> yeah. I am way too late to roll different it's... colored dice. <laughs> well, I mean... The only real reason I take this shit is because it gives you that versatility in combat of being able to fucking at least save your characters getting challenged out one time before uh, 
So Chaos General fucking squashes my BSB or something like that. Oh, well, yeah, I get the combat champs. I just never did shooting yeah. champs. But, like, it depends, too, because, like you said, I usually only take champs if there's going to be a character in there. But if there's no characters, I specifically, I tend not to take champs. And it's not as much, a, it's built in me from the previous edition where the champs had to accept challenges. You know, right. now they don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that but 100%. I, I that if there's, don't tend to spend those points. Sure, if there's no character in there, there's really no point to put a champ in there. Okay, but I like Colden Riders. I think you're gonna, you said you were working on a build that fucking revolved around these bros. Yeah, the, the other downside, they took a big kick in the balls because they can't take a magic banner anymore. Uh, but going down five points is pretty solid. Yeah, though. I built a unit of 14, and it's got three old ones in it. And two Scarvettes. Oh, fuck. And then I got like six level one beast skink priests. So I'm going to be getting some wild forms on that unit. <laughs> it's nice because wild form on a mounted unit goes to a nine. And then I have engines of the gods, which we're going to get to in a minute, but they'll drop at another point. So I'm going to be dropping in a level one or level two, dropping another one or two. So I potentially can get wild forms down to six, seven. <laughs> Yikes, dude. <laughs> I think that is, that's going to be fun a few times, but it doesn't sound like a very entertaining build to repetitively play. No, exactly. And it's not going to be strong because smart players are going to lead it around and chaff it up. Yeah. And it, it's got a ton of weaknesses. A purple sun will fix it, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just when I thought fucking Laura Death was shit, turns out it still has some good uses. <laughs> well, the, the yeah. Ogre book is still good, so Laura Death is still solid. Okay, Croxagore. Uh, 50 points a mod. They, they actually went down five points, so... Yeah, because uh, 55, I believe, is what a minnow starts at. And that's what a Crocs was. Yeah. The big change here is strength five instead of strength four, which is oh, so, very, very yeah, nice. That's... And I think they went down to strength four in the old edition because of the old strength seven auto-breaking chariots. Right. That, I mean, that was their job, was they were chariot poppers in the in previous editions. Well, strength seven is fucking solid with, like, the Morn Fangs and the Skull Crushers and that kind of shit running around. So Absolutely. Now, the problem is your initiative won, so you're fucking striking even at... Oh, you, you got great, great weapons, weapons anyways, yeah. I guess, but... You have to take a fucking decent-sized pack of these dudes to get any swings. Or or magic them up to keep them alive, you know? Sure, yeah. And, and the, with the lore of light, man, you used to be able to rock those bros out and make them totally solid. So <laughs> Now, the the D3, the Hand of Glory spell, is going to help, but you got to get it off. So Right. Mm, yeah, that's fucking solid, though. You get one fucking wild form, now you're tough five, and you're strength eight, which is just greasy. Uh, Michael jo <laughs> Michael Jordan rocked a horde of these at an event once, and yeah. I, just, I, w I was terrified of facing that horde, because, again, it's one of those things you could divert and chaff away, but, man, if it touches you, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the idea, but, again, you know, it has the same weakness that the big block of fuck Colden Riders do that it's just easy to deal with it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think they have options, but you're right. I mean, you know, Purple Suns can't be everywhere, but, boy, you really got to be aware of those things Oof. with this list. Yeah, that's fucking... At 50 points a model, when that bastard blows through you, it fucking drops... I fucking... What was that? Trolls are an ish one, dude. I sent it down 10 of them and killed every fucking one of them to McClure. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe one of them lived, but like 10 trolls down to one troll. Oh, uh, now I know why. <laughs> he's been purple sending my brains out. It's your fault. <laughs> he's enacting that's his revenge wild, on me. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's been wild forming, and that's why he's been purple sunning. <laughs> you dick, Johnny. <laughs> Someone's got to get Tom on the right path. <laughs> Boy, he sure veered off, didn't he? That bro was at the top of his game for a lot of years. That Savage Orc shit he was rocking was pretty solid. He knew what he was doing with it, too, so... 
He's one of the few orc players that fucking make me think about the game. <laughs> uh, but, uh, in seventh edition, it was bad because you could you could if you maneuvered right, you could force his characters out of the unit. And boy, I used to do that same with my wood elves all the time. And the, <laughs> the BSB comes charging out of you. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Uh, that's just mean. Why do you do that to Tom, buddy? Because <laughs> he used to freaking beat up on me. That's how I got good at this game. Was because Tom was great and he was my regular opponent. <laughs> Badass. That's how I got good because fucking Raj was my regular opponent until we fucking broke up. Now we don't play Warhammer together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pterodon Riders, dude, 35 points of pop here. They can still drop rocks. Yep. Boom. Yeah, they're still, they're still real useful. They went up five points a model. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it, it's funny, too, because in the UK, people used them like mad, but over here, people were just dissing on them. You know, I always took a unit of three, sometimes two units of three, but people here didn't like them with the last book, but boy, I loved them. Yeah, I don't. I feel like you were the only bro I ever seen taking them, in fact. They, they just were good at what they did. You know, they're fast, or they could go get a war machine, you know, and they just gave you another option, like chameleon skinks. They were just one more of those type of chappy, war machine hunty. Um, you know, I used to just fly mine around and kill stuff. Like, if I saw a giant, you know, that my pterodon riders are going to go kill the giant with their jabs. It'll take a couple turns, but I'll get him. Sure. Well, now they're only leader five, so... They, they get the scaly skin save, and then they got, for one point a model, they can take a fire leech bola, and uh, that okay. gives them a... Instead of the jab being a poison attack, it gives them a strength four flaming a shooting attack. The javelin is at their own strength three, right? Yeah. It's a thrown weapon. Yeah. And it's poison. So, yeah, it's poison versus flaming. I mean, you know, it, if you need to get some flaming attacks, you know, I'd say if you're regularly fighting wood elf players, it's probably a good idea. Otherwise, um, fucking dark elves. Yeah. Uh, A-bombs, dude. With the fucking Hydras and A-bombs. I think a unit of these dude in a tournament list just to fucking pop that regen before your skinks cut loose with the fucking... Yeah, that's true. They're shooting. Yeah, see, I don't I don't kill that stuff with flaming enough because I don't, just don't take it. So I always just work my way through the regen slave, which, you know, it can go good and bad. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah, but you know, with the skinks, you have that option. I'm thinking about it from the perspective of the shit I play. Like, I have the hardest time dealing with those things because of the regen, and here's a here's a solid solution to that, at least. <laughs> Stegajon. Uh, this fucking bro. This bro got better in every way. Oh, did he? Oh, my God. And, and it's not... I mean, he went down 20 points, which is solid. You know, that's a good point drop. The, the big change he got is he used to be considered a ridden monster, but now he is a single model. You'll notice the skinks don't have wounds. So when you purple sun that bro, he's testing on the skinks. Initiative four, not the Steg Initiative two. About <laughs> time he got that sorted out. Oh, totally. So, and and now if you shoot at it with a cannon, you don't hit the Steg and all the skinks, which was some bullshit. You, it's a yeah. randomized like it was before. One to four, you hit the Steg. Five to six, you hit a skink. The randomized shooting shit only goes if he's got a character. So it's always, oh, okay. it's always against Steg. Okay. It's not like it hits all of them like that last edition bullshit. That's one of the things you hear people bitching about the Hell Cannon for is having that Chaos Dwarf save. Yes. <laughs> and so what the skinks do is they attack. That's really all they do and lend it its leadership. So there's yeah. five attacks coming from the skinks. Well, the Steg But this thing leader. also has upgrades. Leader 6. Sure. Leader 6. Yeah, Leader 6. Immune to Psych, Stubborn. So that's solid. But the upgrades are where it really starts to shine. For 10 points, okay. you give him Devastating Charge. So now he goes from four attacks to five attacks. And then for 20 points, you give him sharpened horns, and that's the, all of his
his impact hits do D3 wounds. Ooh. <laughs> so, Morn Fangs and Skull Crushers, beware. The stags are coming to get you. Just ogres in general, dude. I don't oh, like yeah. the sound of that. Oh, yeah. At all. Ogres in general. Okay. Well, that's fucking nasty. <laughs> Awesome. I have to keep that in mind when I fucking encounter that with my ogres. <laughs> I'm going to see my face drop. <laughs> Some dice go flying against the wall. But 215 points. Now, again, I fucking try to compare shit to what I have access to. And, like, a, it's way cheaper than a fucking Beast Man monster. And in terms of what he can do, seems equivalent. The, the T6, five wounds, four up armor save, you know, I mean, I, only against most, you know, heroes and the nastiest of things. Boy, that bro can live a long time. A cannon can still kill him, sir. Yeah, he's got five wounds, so yeah, that's pretty solid. Okay, let's take a break, okay. and then we'll get back to it. This cat I know got his gal's name on his arm. They were going to get married, so he figured what the harm. She up and left on the day they were going to say I do. So they never ever did. You got a bad tattoo. All right, so fucking, what are we on to here? The Bastardodon. The Bastardodon. So this bro's my namesake, man. <laughs> 150 points. At least he's cheap, man. You could rock a couple of these bros. Yeah, and and actually the dino model is really freaking cool. I don't like any of the shit on top of it, but I think that's good conversion opportunity. But the model itself I think is pretty cool looking. It's an Ankylosaurus. <laughs> you looked his ass up. <laughs> no, I just know, man. Freaking dinosaurs. <laughs> is that because you got a son who's into dinos or what? With me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what is okay. this? I also ask him what the capital of the states are because he knows that shit cold. Nice. Get his little brain working yeah. <laughs> so he fucking ends up smarter than us fucking retards. He's <laughs> smarter than us retards. Yeah. Maybe he'll do a podcast about something meaningful <laughs> at some point in his life. <laughs> no, it'll be about, like, Pokemon or some shit. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Pokemon lately, let me tell you. Oh, man. So, the Bastilladon, he's 150 so, points. Which is cheap. That seems cheap for a monster. It is. I mean, now, he's not super awesome monster, because he's only strength four... He's only toughness five. Uh, and only four wounds. And he's only four moves, so he's not fast. So, But he is tanky. He's tough five, four wounds with a two-up armor save. Yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> well, now, again, a cannon will fix it, but it's very, very good. And he's got two options for his little backpack thingy. And he can either take the Ark of Sotek, and the Ark of Sotek does two things. Uh, once per turn on a four-up, it can add a base to a jungle swarm. So if you're, you know, if you're rocking a jungle swarm build, and uh, Chris Walker actually sent me a build where he's trying to utilize this, so I'm interested to see how it plays out. You know, you can add Jumble Swarms back to these bases. Right. And then the unit, the bro also has a, a shooting attack. Now, it's only D6 range. It's and this is the other option, right? No, no, this is still the Arcus. This is the same one. Okay. It's Strength 2, um, and it's activated in the friendly shooting phase, whether he's marched, charged, or is in close combat. And all enemy units within the range take 2d6 strength 2 hits. You know, so that could be interesting. Charge in some light stuff, fire that off. You're still shooting units even though you're in combat with them. Strength 2, though, is... It's no. Fun. Well, I mean, most of my shit's tough 4, so I never... Like, strength 2, I don't even bat. Nah, right. go ahead. Who cares? If he gets the Ungor, you know, for your stuff, that's a... Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, 
Okay. The, um, the other upgrade is the solar engine, and this is the one I really like. The big thing that it does is all cold-blooded units within six inches are plus one initiative. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, so Temple Guard and Cold One Riders at initiative two go to three, You know, and that's Ogre initiative. You're still dying to Purple Suns, but you're just not dying in droves. Right. Any of your monsters with skinks on them get that bump to five, so I mean, you can laugh at a Purple Sun at that rate. And that's the way it's worded. It's one or more bestilladons, so you can't stack the buff. Right. <laughs> I did. I was reading it. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. And then it's got it's got a bound spell, power level three, magic missile, twenty four inch range. Um, it's flaming attacks, but it's got a chart. So you roll a d six, and on a one, it's d three strength three. On a two to three, it's d six strength four. Four to five, it's two d six strength five. And on a 6, it's 2d6 strength 6. In addition, you're minus 1 weapon skill, ballistic skill to the start of the Bastilladon's next magic phase. So that's really solid. Yeah. Well, you're banking on rolling a 6, but even if you don't, you're still doing some fucking damage. You have 50% chance to do 2d6 fives or strength 5s or 6s. So it's just one more damage spell you can output in the Lizard ma- Magic Phase. So it, now the Lizard Magic Phase, to me, is going from being a heavy support magic phase to going all-out balls-to-the-wall damage. Right. Now, that doesn't solve the problem that the fucking Sauras have a hard time getting the job done <laughs> without any bonuses, but... Uh, that's why they got Wild Form, so... Yeah, okay. And that definitely takes care of that. <laughs> so, I mean, but here's where the synergy starts. You know, you drop one of these in the center of your army, everything's getting a niche. Um, you know, what you're Wild Forming, you're, you know, you can start to really build combinations of stuff that work well together, and there's a lot of that. Well, yeah, plus with the fucking healing magic, if you do put these guys out and they do get fucking dinged for a couple of wounds, well, boom, you can start bringing that D3 wounds back a turn on them. Yeah, exactly. Which is fucking awesome. And and light shooting is probably not going to kill them at 2 plus armor, toughness 5. Right. Yeah, no way. Not unless you're fucking run into that like dark elf build with 120 shots yeah. or whatever. I, I mean, and people are going to have lucky terms, turns where they get it, but it's going to be the exception, not the rule. Right. Okay. Ripperdactyl Riders. I, I really want to like these, but it's really hard. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they are 40 points a model. Um, and basically, the new I think the new plastic box is Pterodons or Ripperdons, but for 60 bucks you can make three. And GW's pricing is nuts lately. It's the direction it's headed. <laughs> you can't say they're not fucking cool looking, though. Oh, no. I, I don't like the jaw, but I like... No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> the model in general is pretty badass. The Skink Riders look really cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But these bros are... The Pterodons are a shooty unit, flying cab unit. These bros are a combat flying cab unit. At 40 points a model, they're Strength 3, Chef 2, 1 attack from the Skink, 2 attacks from the Ripper at Strength 4. But the Ripper has got Armor Piercing, Frenzy, Killing Blow. <laughs> oh my god. And then they also have a special ability. They come with a Toad, and at the beginning of the game, you put the Toad marker on a unit, um, and then the Rippers get, I think it's D3 plus 1 attacks on that. Yeah, D3 plus 1 extra. Their Frenzy, instead of plus 1 attacks, it's D3 plus 1 attacks, and they reroll misses for the Rippers. <laughs> so the, the Pterodon Birds are really awesome. But again, their Leadership 5, and out on the flanks, Frenzy with Leadership 5 is going to get you in trouble. Yep, <laughs> big time. People will say, well, they're immune to psych. Yes, they are, but they're also frenzy. <laughs> they're going to get fucking pulled right in. Skink Chief, if they if they fix the Skink Chief entry so he can mount a Ripper and join them, 
then it's on a six, I would probably take a unit because I think it would be good. Yeah. Without, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Without that, I don't think I'd take one. Okay. Let's, we're the, uh, you know, we got the Rippers here. They're plastic. Were the Pterodons plastic in the past? No, they, the old Pterodons were metal. They switched up yeah. to fine cast. Okay. Um, and then they just got rid of them and, and did this box, which is, you know, multi-purpose box. Sure. I've got seems like, metal ones. I'm, I'm not... Well, it seems like to me that... The old pterodons are some of the models that you never see attached to the base, just laying on the table next to the base because they never stay on there. And, and they don't they don't rank up. You know, you got to really work hard to get it ranked up once you're in combat too. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we got then? So now we're on to the rare units then. First one is the ancient stag. Another stag got better in every way. This bro dropped 45 points. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping they're going to do to the Beastman monsters because that's the fucking original point rage for them. So. Um, and then his deal is basically he's he's got strength 6. He loses an attack compared to the baby stag, but he's strength 6. <laughs> Okay. Um, his armor save gets a point better, and he's still got all the same rules. They've got that how to rule, so you know you're you're always testing initiative on the skink, but cannons are always wounding against the monster. Okay. Uh, and then he's got the devastating charge upgrade and the D3 impact upgrade, which is really nice at strength six. Yeah, that's gross there. <laughs> but the thing for me that really makes this bro shine is that for 50 points, uh, he comes with blowpipes, um, but for 50 points you can get rid of the blowpipes and you can upgrade to an engine of the gods. Now, in the previous book, you had to take a character to get an engine, but they, uh. they removed that. Now, so with the hero slot being, you know, as highly contested as it is for points, now you can take these bros in the rare slot. Yeah, that's fucking solid, dude. <laughs> and the engine is, is so much better, because before it was, you got to use one of its abilities a turn, now all of its abilities are active every turn. So what does it do? Let's talk about it here. So everybody within six inches, including the engine, gets a six-up ward. Um, so that's awesome. You know, all of a sudden you give everybody a six-up ward. I dig it. Yeah. Um, you can, at the start of your turn, you so nominate one lore from the me the Big Red Book, and it, uh, all of its spells cast one less. So you can take lore beasts from ten down to nine, <laughs> and then if you're mounted no. down to eight. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, that's what I like that for. Yeah. Now that's... Once again, you're talking about synergy. There it is. There it is. And then the last one is the is so for specifically for my list, I'm taking two of these bros from my night for my cold one list mm -hmm. um, because the bound spell power level three. It's a direct damage spell that targets every enemy unit within 46 inches. <laughs> D6 strength four. So all the chaff is going to be put in the way of my boss. I'm going to be boom. To clear it. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's awesome. I like it. It's expensive. It comes in at 280 now, so it goes up in cost. But, like, you know, I could see taking one in a normal build, because uh, I used to always rock the ancient stake with the blowpipes, and so I can see taking an engine now in a normal, like a combined arms build. But for my cavalry build, I'm taking two of these bros. Well, I think if you're making a tournament build, I mean, you mentioned that it's going to be 280, but I'm thinking you fucking... 300 because you're going to want sharpened horns for D3 impact hits because anytime you run into fucking ogres or fucking dickhead skull crusher shit like that that's going to be fucking awesome yeah, dude totally totally so okay exactly. gives this, I makes this thing a real fucking threat to those things so I, I took the, the upgrade in my first build just because of points because I was scrambling for points but I need to get it in there because it is it's so amazing yeah D6 fucking... plus 1 strength 6 impact hits at D3 wounds oh <laughs> good balls dude it's fucking yeah 
Now you t- throw a fucking wild form on them there just to crack like skull crusher armor even worse. That's those bros. That's a serious, serious threat. They can't fucking ignore it. They yeah. have to either avoid it or do something about it. You know. Yeah, so I've been talking with a lot of people, and that's Mikey Gerald has has been saying over and over that these these bros have an answer for all the army builds that are real popular in our meta today. So that's the the skull crusher builds and the ogre builds. Sure. So I mean, it's gonna potentially change up the game with a couple of these. You know, I think it may cause cannon population to rise even higher. Yeah, I feel like that. <laughs> I might have to get working on my second Iron Blaster here. <laughs> so we'll just see. I mean, you never know. We'll see, though. I think we'll know after Northstar how it all works out. Yeah. Okay, so next up is Salamander Hunting Pack. Still still really, really good. Um, they're not as awesome as they were before, but they got better, too. They got slightly better and slightly worse. So they went up five points a model. They lost the ability to march and shoot, which is a huge drawback from a range perspective. Yeah. But admittedly, as, as a guy who abused the salamanders to death, he, he <laughs> needed it, man, because I could march those bros up on the flank of a horde and just, oh, it was bad. Yeah, that happened to me a few times, like with the gore and the best of gore, and it's just fucking gross. And that used to be like minus three to your armor save. That's right, and it's not anymore. It's strength four. It's not armor piercing, but it's right. Uh, Which is fuck. I think that's better though, because you're wounding more and you're more of a threat. It, it is, but you're you know it used to be for me. It was my answer against the heavy armor. So now the stake. Ah, uh, sure. You, know, you just have to swap roles. Everything kind of swaps roles a little bit. Um, it fires as a fire thrower, and really what that means is that it's flaming attacks. Um, and then it's got the auto panic roll still. Okay. So that's the one where you put the template against its mouth, and then you roll the artillery die, and that's how far it goes, right? Right. Now, and now every unit has to shoot at the same target. That wasn't really clarified before. Every model in the unit? Yeah, every model in the unit has yeah. to shoot at the same And I always did that, but some people wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah, that's a fucking dick move. <laughs> you can't place the template so it hits you, so if you if you go too wide and one in the back, you can't shoot potentially one because of the angle, so you got to be three wide. So I'm looking at these bros in two-pack. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking decent. Oh, you could take them in one plus, but 80 points. How many points were they before? 75. Okay. So. And I took two. I used to take four. I used to take two pack, two two packs. Yeah. At um, Midwest Rampage this year, I took six. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, good thing I didn't go. <laughs> they, did, they did their job. Um, what else is different? They dropped the point of leadership. <laughs> they still are monsters and handlers for all effects and purposes. So the skinks, all they do is give them their leadership. The skinks still get to attack, and they still have the five up skink save. That's decent. I think 80 points is fair. I mean, they're essentially, they're like a mobile war machine, and 80 points is about what you'd pay for a fucking war machine. So, except you could take fucking tons of them. But that's another story. <laughs> uh, and with the engine and the ancient stag, the rare slot got a little tougher. Com- you know, it's tougher competition than it used to be, so. Yeah. Okay. So, next up, Razordon, the bros you rarely saw in the past. You never saw them, because they were terrible. And I don't know if they, <laughs> they got better, but they got cheaper. They went down 10 points a model. Oh, yeah. So, that's really cool. They fire now with the grape shot rule. It's not great because it's 18 inch range, no. four, but they can always, they're quick to fire, so they can always stand to shoot. And if you charge them, they have to stand and shoot you, but they get a re roll the artillery die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, could dish out three, four shooting attacks if you charge them. So I don't, sure. I don't think they're great by any means. And I've been trying to figure out how to work a one or two into the list just for fun because the models are awesome. Yeah, I agree with that part, but I don't, I mean, relative to some of the other shit you have here, I think. I don't think you're going to see these fucking at this point. <laughs> and that, that's kind of why I've been trying to work them into the list, is just because nobody else is going to. Right. Well, if you take one 
65 points. <laughs> yeah. Still expensive because you do have fucking cheaper chaff, but... Yeah. I'm going to take a squirt, dude, because I'm really fucking hurting here. Okay. I'll be right back. Hey, baby, get my soul. Come on, baby, turn around. Let me see your pretty blue eyes. Don't you know that I love you? Please don't leave me this anymore, though. Hey, baby, get my soul. Thought I was your only vato. I was good thing we scheduled this because i was out last night like fucking drunk as a skunk like i don't know maybe midnight i'm like oh, i should probably go home i gotta get up early to talk to domus tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> now i'm pretty happy that i did but at the time it was like well i really just want to keep getting fucked up fucking domus. <laughs> yeah ah, this is fucking good we played uh, so we played pandemic last night that's an awesome board game oh yeah yeah it's, it's cooperative so you play against the game and it's just hard as shit I mean, beating the game is incredibly difficult that okay. my bro just got the expansion and the expansion lets one player play as the bioterrorist bio <laughs> uh, and my wife just just ate that shit up because she, she plays this game called Plague Inc. on her iPhone and iPad where she it's all about spreading disease so she was the bioterrorist and kicked her ass twice last night and just giddy and happy <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right She's got a bit of a competitive streak in her go figure <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. you shouldn't be fucking playing into that because it's just going to lead to trouble <laughs> all right let's fucking get back into the rares here we're on the fucking troglodon troglodon so uh troglodon <laughs> 200 points <laughs> I, don't, I love the model yeah the i was just gonna say that so i mean it's like the coolest sea serpent looking thing ever and he's but, fucking well, I just, huge I, I haven't built a list yet where I'm going to use it. Because he's 200 points, he's strength 5, toughness 5, 5 wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's move 7, so that's kind of cool. You know, he's got the arcane vassal rule, and that's the that's the thing that lets the slon custom. So that's, okay. that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. He's leadership 6, he's large target, poison attacks. Now, he doesn't have a character on him, but for 15 points, you can let him channel. So then there's another way to channel. Uh. <laughs> and he's got a poison shooting attack, but his real purpose is the primeval roar. And that's once yeah. per game, he can make a Saurus unit or any unit with Predatory Fighter. Their Predatory Fighter works on 5-6 instead of just 6. Uh. Which is which is really, really good, but to have a 200-point upgrade to be able to do that, just yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's worth it. Well, yeah, and then you look at his stats in combat, three attacks, weapon skills, three, strength, five. That is not impressive. No, no, you don't really want this bro in combat. He's got a shooting attack that I think is D3 wounds. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that, that could be all right, but still, yeah. You got to find a way to make him work just because he looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, I'd really love to paint one and just paint one nice for painting. Um, and, I, you know, the monster builds may sweep him in, although, you know, the monster builds want stags. Right. Because this guy's nowhere near as survivable as this stag's going to be. No. 
Uh, so I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see somebody make him work because when I look at it, just for me, it's 200 points of bad. You know, I just, <laughs> I just don't see it. You must be in the same kit with the Carnosaur. Is that true then? Yeah, the Carnosaur build kit is either this guy or the Carnosaur. Okay. Well, so there you go. They're just making some versatility and then tossing them in because they could. Yeah, 85 bones for that model. Ooh. You'd think they'd make him awesome for that high tag. <laughs> they would have sold a lot had he been awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, the Carnosaur would be pretty awesome if you fucking doing the monster build because you can have two of those rat bastards, maybe three, if you fucking playing your points well. Yeah, now I think uh, somebody said they used him in a game to try him out, and that the the, pred- the bonus was awesome that one turn. But yeah, I bet. had the bonus <laughs> been you know any time you want, I'd be all over it. But once per game, you know. Yeah, it's easy, to, nice. it's easy to keep him where he needs to be, but if it was like a radius effect, then you know, then it would be worth 200 points, Absolutely. and then he'd be fucking terrifying because he makes all your other bros so much better. Yeah, I mean, and you put a target on his back, which is cool because then you're not shooting at the stags and all the other stuff. Right. Not, did they update the steg model, or is it still the same? It's still the same, but they they put out that plastic kit with the last book. So, and the kit is pretty okay. good. No, I agree. I, I I'm just looking at one of the pictures here with the troglodyte, and there's this huge like stone howda on the back, and I've never actually seen that model before. Yeah, that's because it's because like myself, I have two of the metal stags. So uh, whenever okay. I use anything that's not an engine, I use my metal stags, and when I use sure. an engine, I use the plastic one. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's everything, man. That's fucking. It's impossible to fucking judge the power level. Yeah. Although, I mean, we can draw some comparisons to where it was before and what it lost. I, I think it went down, and I, and I think that I think that the power level of the book overall is awesome on its own, and I you know I think it's it's close to Empire in overall power level. And if honestly, sure. if all the books were at this level, it'd be great. Right. You know, I you got those that. ogres and warriors out there that are a little on the gross side. <laughs> People always pick on ogres. What the fuck? <laughs> it, this book has a lot of tools to deal with warriors and ogres, though. So it's true. So it may be the balancing factor. You know that for me, the the things that I got excited about at the end of the day were high magic in that a special lore for dropping spells and swapping to another lore. Sure. And the the versatility there is fucking amazing. I mean, I think the slan took a major nerf, and I I think it's fucking deserved because he used to be a real yeah. It, it was just rough to deal with. There's there's no options. He's uh, throwing he out a, so much shit. He was a total cunt, and now and fucking, now he's great, but he's not overpowered by any means. Right, and in in addition to the game where magic is just huge in terms of impact, like those some of those old abilities were fucking uh man, fucking made me want to cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> so. so what are you thinking now in terms of any of the new things you're going to try and work in the list? You're going to try for the Bast- Bastilodon? Yeah, I've got one of those in my infantry build with the solar engine. Yeah. Um, so my Lord Croak build with the with the Temple Guard Death Star, you know, I'm going to make it Initiative 3 to try and keep it all alive. So that's cool. The one thing we didn't talk about with the slam that's really cool, when you put them in a Temple Guard unit, they auto-pass lookout sirs. Oh, so yeah. You, so there you, you go. You can't cannon those bros off. You can't purple sun those bros off. I mean, they're, they become very hard to kill in a Temple Guard unit. Yeah, that 
I want to say that's going to encourage fucking death snipes more, sadly, because I'm fucking pretty sick of dealing with that. But well, <laughs> I think, if you give the Temple Guard the discipline banner, I mean, the slant are going to be leadership 10. So, you, yeah, you can get them. But, like, my plan is, is specifically, I have two builds, and they both are using magic resistance. Um, one is to protect the slant from death snipes, so their four-up ward I can get down to two-up with magic resistance. Ooh, yeah. two. And then in the cold one bus, the cold ones are real prone to that to the lore metal spell. Um, sure. It'll just destroy them. So the engine gives them a six-up ward because I'll keep it nearby. I'll have two of them nearby, and then I'll have magic resistance three on one of the heroes. So those bros will be rocking a three-up ward save against that spell. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's the way the game w- would be expected to evolve. Like maybe I need to fucking evolve my list. It's just it. You gotta look. The, everything is gonna be in combos with this book, and you gotta look at exploiting the combos the right way. Sure. Uh, I still think the the balanced combined list. Uh, you know, although I am sick to death of playing it, is gonna be very very good and very strong. You know, I've talked with with Mikey Gerald, and he's super excited about this book and ready to get started building lizards. Uh. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not sure exactly which route he's going, but I think he's probably going to be in the balance list with a salon, with some infantry, with some skirmishers, and with a monster or two. Um, sure. And that's that's been solid for nine years, and, and I don't think that changed. Uh, right. In some ways, wild form makes it better. So, oh yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't played yet though, so I haven't seen any of this stuff in work. I can theorize it all day long, but you know, you right. you know, you, as much as you think about how things are going to go, you can't predict all the crazy crap that happens in a game. And boy, the dice will just take every opportunity to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think one one good thing about just what we're looking at here is there's there's no obvious fucking standouts to take. I mean, other than the slant, but that's I mean, there's there's not many other options in terms of of magic like that. But when you dig through the list, there's no fucking oh yeah, this is the thing everyone's gonna have and it's gonna fucking suck, you know? Correct, correct. And I've been so. looking, I've played and toyed with a couple of MSU builds that revolve sure. around a lot of skink core and little ranked units, um, and trying to really exploit and abuse the double flea. Okay. Um, I don't know that it's going to work out because it's just going to be leadership six. It could go really bad, but you know it's over fifty percent chance or sixty percent chance at leadership six. So it's better. I'm trying the same thing with ogres, and it's better than my ogres at a seven or an eight. So I'll take it. Right. Yeah. I think the f- it is kind of weird that they would reduce the leadership across the board on the skinks. I wonder what the- maybe because they are cold blooded and because they never fucking seem to run away before. Well, it's it's you know. All of this is being influenced, I think, by the UK tournament scene, because I don't think anybody in the UK used anything but skinks for core, you know. Uh. I mean, the, the uber-competitive lists, you know, I think that's right. a generalization, so you got to take it with a grain of straw. But I, I think that's just the way those bros played, so the, the leadership drop kind of, you know, you can't keep everything within 12 inches of a salon. Right. So it, yeah, not a chance. It really kind of discourages you. You know, that's the everybody's like, well, just keep the skinks within 12 inches of a salon. Well, well that, these bros take up space, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> there is only so much goddamn space, and I gotta have, <laughs> I gotta have this buy it and this buy it. You know, you just run out of options. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like Predatory Fighter. The minute I read that, my stomach just lurched. You know, it just because I'd heard about the rule, I thought it was great, but nobody had mentioned the drawback. Right. And I read that drawback, and I'm, you know, in seventh edition. I would charge anything into the flank of a unit and force it to pursue out and get out of the way. I mean, just, and if you can pull an infantry unit out of position like that, that's hard to recover from. Yeah, well, that pretty much, if you have the option, I mean, you have to move all your shit up with it to support it. You know, you can't, 
but by then, usually it's too late. That's why fucking Frenzy was shit in the last edition and, yeah. and Hatred as well. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But you're, you're going to have to pay close attention to it because it's going to fucking cost you. You know, even, even if you keep flankers nearby to keep the unit from moving, even just turning, you know, then you, I mean, you can swift reform. Yeah, but, you know, it's cost you half your move now. Right. Even, anything like that you can do to slow down an infantry unit. Like if you're a cast dwarf player, man, that's just awesome if you can continuously slow down the army like that because you're bombarding it with all your war machine. Sure. And meanwhile, you're just throwing garbage yeah. troops in front of it. And... So, you know, I, I'm I'm on the lookout for people sniping my skinks. So, they, <laughs> so I'm going to have a lot of them. And I, I think that if you're running any infantry or predatory fighter at all, you need it to try to keep everything under control. Yeah. My, now, my cavalry bus, I'm not. In fact, I gave my BSB the frenzy banner because I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going all in with this having to go. We're going to go. Operation Grill. That's right. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like the vampire bus. It's just not as good because <laughs> I can't bring them back. <laughs> yeah, well, at least when one bro dies, they don't start crumbling around you. That's true, too. So, so but, uh, okay, that's cool. Sounds like you're pretty excited about this. Well, I'm, I'm more excited talking and thinking it through than... You know, I'm. It's not my home army. It's all, lizards have always been my fallback position in between armies, and it's going to stay that way. And I, I'm really excited to play test. And I haven't got a game yet, so I'm looking forward to that this week. Tuff and I are going to play, I think. And I'm excited about my goofy Screw City builds, and it'll it'll be either completely awesome or to be completely terrible. <laughs> so, hey. uh, probably matchup dependent as well. Oh, so yeah. well, I mean, that's Warhammer in a nutshell, right there, right? Yeah. Just make a list that can beat up my beast, man, and you'll have a good time. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you get enough wild forms off, nothing. <laughs> I never rode that route. I think I. Uh, I think well, I've been right, rocking. That's right, because you've been death, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I, I've been doing double level four, but one of them on beast, and then my level ones could go either way. I've been rocking shadow because I love the versatility and the range, but. I do see the fucking promise behind several wild forms. <laughs> yeah, McCord's been rocking like three level threes, three K. All beasts. Okay, and it's that's pretty yeah. But no, no, he's yeah, he, like a death, a shadow, and a beast, and okay. then a bunch of level ones. So it's been oh brutal. shit. <laughs> or like wow. two shadows and a death. You know, he, he he goes into a lore I think to get all the spells. It might be two deaths and a shadow, and then a bunch of level one beasts. Okay. It's not been. <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of dice every you know he's he's at high dice every turn and uh it's good it's real good it, i beat it but it's beat me a lot too <laughs> yeah well that's because magic is too fickle still i mean you fucking yeah you have the dice but you still got to make something fucking happen with it and there still involves rolling dice to make it happen so yeah so i i am excited to play with lizard men and see you know i have all these ideas how it's going to work and i just want to see it pan out i don't think it's going to be great I do think that if the entire game went this route, that we would have a much more fun game for everybody. Yeah, well, sadly, that can't happen now, because some of those new books are already out, and they're not getting replaced for a long while, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we got, you know, they keep saying the new edition's coming next year, so, and and the big talk is with all the allies rules, and you see it in all the new books, because they always, all the text says, if any unit from Warhammer or Lizardmen is in the army... You know, you see rules like that kind of leaning towards this whole allies business, so we'll see. Yeah, I think it's fucking high time for a new edition, though, because 8th is getting a bit stale. Hell yeah. I mean, and, and the minute the Ogre Book came out, you know, 8th was all about infantry until the minute that Ogre Book landed. Right, and then it was fucking Monstrous Cav, and that evolved into fucking chaffing people up. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, exactly. You know, that was, I think that was the one thing. Eighth edition, everybody started learning about chaff in eighth edition. And and really, I think it's the podcast. Yeah, on. that's definitely Because, you know, in seventh edition, that was all my Wood Elves did, was I won through the movement phase with chaff, and nobody really understood it, and nobody knew how to deal with it. Um, right. And back back then, you had to figure that shit out on your own. Yeah, and then eighth edition comes, <laughs> I took a year off, I come back, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Everybody knows how to use chaff now. You know, I didn't call it that, but everybody knew how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, but I mean, it gets fucking grossly repetitive because you fucking see it like every game, you know. And it, you have to do it because it's a strategy to control the movement phase, but it it's, loses the fun after a while. Yeah, so. it, it does. You're right. It's the same game over and over, and it's all about who has the better magic phase or who has the better tr- close combat troops. Right. If they just fucking redo Dark Elves, I'd be really happy because I'm sick of that same game over and over, too. That's supposed to be the fall. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, the, the rumors are saying October. We'll see if that really happens. Sure. We're fucking squeaking into fall right now. So it's, it's probably like 50 degrees here. I'm freezing my balls. Yeah, right. I mean, if you get really lucky, it'll land in early October and be valid for the North Star. And all those Dark Elf bros will be standing on their heads. <laughs> what do I do with my new boat? Yeah. Well, that'd be good if they fixed them. If they fucking broke them, <laughs> it could go either way, you know, because it could be fucking super powerful. Yeah, and you never know. You know, I'm, I haven't really figured out when they decide to make stuff awesome and when they don't. You know, maybe they, maybe they saw all the boxes of Demon Princes on the shelves that weren't selling. Mm. So that's why realized uh, <laughs> that there was a warrior's book coming and fucking boom <laughs> took care of that problem well let's see we'll give this bro unbreakable and all this other good stuff and boy he'll fly off the shelves <laughs> yeah i haven't fought well, i haven't yeah. fought one yet though have you uh yeah i fought a ton of them when i was in the uk that's like the fucking shit to do and then you know you see fucking two in most of the builds i played and uh, once or twice over here but not as much people talk about it here but yeah, I had to miss bits or else I probably would have fought one, but I'm like you, I don't get a lot of practice games. And when I do it's against beastmen or high elves or dark elves, you know, it's Tom or Tupper, so Yeah. That's why I'm pretty like I said before, looking forward to that the Pure Hammer event just because it's just gonna be the bros playing games and you know, for a cause and all that too. But. Totally. And you know, I wish I could go. I didn't donate money. Um but I, it just is a bad weekend for me. I just was up there. It's four hours from my house. To it is, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a hike it's, for a one-day trip. It's, it's like three and a half for me to get down there. Is Joe um, going or just you? It sounds like it's going to be just me. I still got to fucking lean on the legend and the bear, but I suspect they're not going to go. Now, how many of you bros are coming to Screw City? I know me and Roger are in and paid up. I can't speak whether the legend... I don't think the legend is, because I don't know if he's got a big enough army. And bear, he's fucking... He's not about <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I looked, but I don't remember who's on the list. So I, I've been watching Twitter, Twitter while we talked. Uh, the Wapaka registration seems to be flying off the hook. <laughs> yeah, as we suspected it was. Yeah. I'm sure by the time this fucking cast goes up, that fucking shit will be full. I can't even fucking like open Twitter because I have so many. I have like seven DMs from people. <laughs> Which is bullshit, because all I do is, like, point them over to Raj, because Raj is the dude taking payments. I'm just doing the fucking advertising for him. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to rework our roles in this relationship here. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's my tournament of the year every year, so I can't wait. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, it's, it's fun for me, but... Yeah, you don't get a play, so I understand it's a little rough. I was really pleased, though, with how well the footage, the video footage came out of the Feet of Strength. Yeah. I was worried it was going to be bouncy as shit. Now, that camera is fucking pretty solid. This year, I don't have that camera, so I'm trying to figure out. I have to look into what some of these other bros are doing with camera rigs so I can do something proper. Um, yeah. Because you know, even that one was still... 
it was good. It was good quality, but you could do way better than that if you had a good solid camera, you know. And that one was it was awkward to hold and it was heavy, so it was. It, and it, it did. It got heavy as hell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I did that all night. So that, but a tripod would help. I feel like you should have won the fucking pint suspension competition because you were holding that fucking camera up there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't have to do the whole arm delaying. It was it was awesome and funny reliving that though. Man, it was so good. Should have seen how much of a blast I had editing that shit. I believe it. I love <laughs> trying to. Fi- I love the Conzy bit. <laughs> I know. I was trying to figure out what to do to make it fucking even funnier. <laughs> Pick on Cohen a little bit there, but that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I guess we can fucking wrap her up here. Let you get back to your Sunday. Likewise. Cool. Thanks for uh, having me, bro. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. You want to give a shout out? Give give your uh, Twitter. Uh, people to follow yeah, you. Yeah, my Twitter is Ginger Buddha. And uh, I talk a lot. I don't know much. So if you like it, <laughs> it's all good. You guys can all get me at Point Hammered. If you have any questions or something for Domus and you're not on Twitter, you can email them in at pointhammered at gmail.com. I'll make sure they get along to them. Check out our fucking blog. I just put up a big post. Super fucking detailed painting blog about the technique I use. Uh, most of the shit I paint. So a lot of people ask me that question. How the fuck did you get that? How'd you accomplish that look? Blah, blah, blah. Well, boom. There it is in one post. It's long as fuck, so make sure you read it at work. Kill a good half an hour or something. But Yeah, I saw that yeah. come across and I'm going to go read it. So far, seems it's got a fucking ton of views. Like Usually our shit doesn't get that many views, but it exploded, so yeah. it seems like it'll be a fucking good item for... Dominion exploded for views, too. That was just nuts. Yeah, that was one of those that had outreach into non-fucking Warhammer Bros. So yeah. if you can do that, yeah, you can. I think we're going to sell them, put them on eBay and try to sell them, so... You said you're going to rock Matt Screw City, right? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm on the fence. I got to do some work on them, or I can take yeah. a lizard army that I don't have to work on. So I'm I'm I really wanted to take them, but I'm kind of waffling just because I can. Then I can I'm working on ogres for Wapaka, so that sure. lets me focus on that with my hobby time. Yeah, plus new lizards would be fun to play too. Yeah, so. everybody wants to play against them. You know, everybody that hasn't had a chance to is going to want to play against them as well. So yeah, it just might yeah, be more fun. Yeah, I still haven't played the new High Elves, and that feels like that's been off for a while. Yeah, me neither. And boy, I loved that book. That book was super awesome. Yeah. Just a lot of flexibility, so. It seemed like well-grounded, too, just like the Lizardman book, where it's not fucking... I mean, perhaps the fucking Frost Hearts or whatever they are, a bit OTT, but... Just, I really, general. just the banner. The banner was the only thing to me that felt a little much, the two-up board save against magic attacks. Yeah, but for my army, that, like, zero effect, so... Yeah, as a Wood Elf army fucked. with a lot of combat trees, that's a big deal. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking... Uh, hey, but you gotta fuck, come up with a different solution. You need to build a more versatile list. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for a new Wood Elf book before I build a new Wood Elf army, so if that day ever gets here, I'd like to rock an all-mounted list. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting for that Bretonian book so I can build something for Ortonians other than fucking knights. <laughs> Gotta see what kind of fucking crazy ridden monster those bastards get, and how I can make a orc one. They'll probably have a giant wooden rabbit, <laughs> <laughs> full of peasants. That would be so funny if they did that. <laughs> so, all right, man, let's fucking wrap it up. That was a fucking good time. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. Anytime, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care. I'll see you soon. All right, suck my balls. Suck my balls. <laughs> Buzzard, sparrow, crow, take me down where the winds don't blow. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want one so ugly she'll crack a mirror and so fat she'll knock a needle off the scale.
Long as she buy me a new Zebby Co, I don't care, she's built like a blue whale. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. Lord, she's ignorant, but she's ugly. Yeah, she's lazy, but she's mean. I've been to two tent revivals in a chicken fight, and I ain't never seen nothing. Like when my little wildebeest tears into a dozen jelly-filled Krispy Kremes. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want one so ugly she'll crack the mirror and so fat she'll knock a train off a rail. Well, I don't care if she cheats on me long she sends me checks in the mail. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. Yeah, I got notes. I made all kinds of notes. I wanted to at least pretend like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Bro, it doesn't matter. People fucking listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs>